podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down season one, episode 18 of Hannah Montana. It's called People Who Use People, and my guest today is actually my boyfriend, Rick. Uh, So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the show. Okay, season one, episode 18, People Who Use People. Sick, funny girl reference. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here today with my boyfriend, Rick, and, uh, this is something we've been leading up to for a while, <laughs> um, but I wanted to get on the record, uh, what your prior experience with Hannah Montana is. Well, it's very limited. <laughs> I've seen a couple of episodes because you're watching them, although usually I'm not paying a lot of attention, mm-hmm. and I kind of get that it's part of the, like, disney channel formula where they have these shows that are kind of similar in like scope and scale and setting but my disney channel years were a little little before this Mm -hmm. i was more of like smart guy and sister sister and everything the maoris were in (laughs) yes (laughs) um well this particular episode is kind of the end of a long arc um, with Jake Ryan, uh, and these ones in particular have been incredibly familiar to me, and I've talked about that with Alana, who's been on the show, that these are ones where, like, going in, we're like, okay, I remember what happens in these from the jump, and I know I'm gonna remember even more as I'm watching, and that was definitely the case for this. Uh, I, I didn't remember at all what the B-plot was going to be for this episode, but as soon as it started, I remembered, like, every line of it. <laughs> well, it wasn't much. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a lot better than some of the more recent B-plots, but you wouldn't know that. That's fine. Um, so this episode starts at the Teen Scene Awards, where Jake and Hannah are presenting the award or the teeny, I should say. The teeny, I like that. <laughs> the teeny for best on-screen kiss. And they're reading from a teleprompter some, like, pre-written banter about, like, oh, well, if we'd got to finish our kiss on Zombie High, you didn't see that episode. But uh, Jake and Hannah Montana... Well, Jake's show is called Zombie High. Yeah, I was confused by this. Jake's reason why he's famous at this time in the Hannah Montana universe is that he is the star of a TV show called Zombie High. Uh, he plays a zombie slayer and he is apparently, it's, it's apparently a very popular show because everybody knows it. Even the like adults in this universe are like, Jake, say the line from Zombie High. <laughs> and at one point, Jake mentions offhand that he had been nominated for an Emmy Award Presumably for that, which I thought was odd, but in any case... I mean, it sounds like a real show that actually would exist today. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a little bit ahead of its time. <laughs> um, but so Hannah Montana was a guest on that episode, well, on an episode of Zombie High, and it was in the script that their characters were supposed to kiss, but Miley was still feeling very uncomfortable about Jake And she, as Hannah, kind of went to the director and was like, I don't know how I feel about this kiss. Maybe I should kiss Jake's sidekick, 
demon dog instead, who's like a literal dog. And so they were about to film the kiss. And then the director was like, actually, I liked your idea. You're going to kiss demon dog. This is why it's confused. It's like, what do you mean you didn't get to finish your kiss? It's a scripted program. <laughs> right. You didn't run out of time. Do the people watching the awards show know about this subplot? I don't think so, which is why I thought it was interesting that they mentioned it on this televised award ceremony. Um, but in any case, the teeny goes to Frankie Munez and his pillow for a film called The Lonely Sophomore, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I got to there like dunking on Frankie Muniz, but like, what does it imply is going on with the pillow in this situation? I don't know. He makes out with the pillow? Yeah, I guess, he, yeah. This is a hypothetical movie where Frankie Muniz is lonely and a sophomore in high school? He's way too old at this That's point. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, He's way too old. Frank, is Frankie Muniz a teenager when this came out? Mm, He's probably 24. I don't think so, no. I think he was at least in his, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but I still thought it was funny. Frankie Munoz comes up a lot in this episode, which is also interesting because Frankie Munoz was like the right age to guest star on an episode of Lizzie McGuire, but that was so far before this. That was more my time. Yes, exactly. My era of Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, Frankie Munoz was in a Disney Channel original movie that I saw when it was on TV. Uh, are you familiar with this one? What's it called? I don't remember, but <laughs> he plays a, a kid in a wheelchair who uh, gets really into, uh, it's not go-kart, like soapbox derby racing. Oh, that does sound familiar. I definitely have not seen it, but I definitely, that definitely rings a bell. And his his dad builds him a soapbox derby racer. And like the big, like climax of the movie is like, is the soapbox derby racing association going to allow him to race because he has a handbrake? Instead of a foot break because his feet don't work. Oh. It's not a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) I assume they let the boy race. I believe he does race. It would be kind of anticlimactic if it ended with him not being able to do the race. Yeah. And then it was like a plot with his older brother who uh, his dad's like neglecting the older brother now because he's paying so much attention to Frankie Muniz's soapbox derby racing. Uh, I think he was a, he was on he was the brother from So Weird. Remember So Weird? I have heard of So Weird. It's pretty good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Disney from before your time. <laughs> so the the award goes to Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz does not make an appearance. He does not show up to accept his award because he is filming a movie in Romania, and that comes back up at the end of the episode, which I thought was funny. Uh, so <laughs> they. They go backstage. Uh, Lily as Lola is there, and this is the first time we're seeing this particular wig on Lola. It She's is... dressed like a crazy person. She always is. Uh, that's kind of her thing. Uh... Blue wig, pink hoodie, uh, like, what looked like a three-foot-long necklace. And I can only <laughs> describe the rest of her outfit as like stuff you would get from like a Tibetan supply store. <laughs> what? You know? No, I don't know. Well, trust me. Okay. <laughs> um... This is the first time we've seen her with a blue wig. She normally wears a purple wig, just for your reference. She normally wears a purple wig. Um, Somebody in the previous episode made a joke about uh, her being a grape jelly head. Uh, Super funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jake is kind of bantering with Hannah because he obviously doesn't know that Hannah is Miley. Um, Although I mentioned this 
in the episode where uh, Hannah guests on Zombie High, Jake is very much into Miley, and that's kind of one of his, like, key character traits, but if he were really that into her, wouldn't he recognize her with a wig on? <laughs> or or the other girl, Lily, mm-hmm. slash Lola, like, she's it's clearly a wig, so you should know it's a wig, because it looks like a wig, and it's purple, or blue. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's that girl who looks like Haley Joel Osment that's in my calculus class. <laughs> no, th- you make a good point that I hadn't thought of before, which is like, okay, at least with Hannah Montana. You might believe she's a blonde. It's supposed to be her hair. Yeah. You know, but Lola is always wearing what is so clearly a shake and go wig from like the Halloween store. Yeah. It's not meant to be her hair. Right. Um, which, yeah, that does raise a good point that like people would be much more likely to recognize Lola than they would um, Hannah Montana's true identity. That's funny. Um, so this is this is the first time that Lola is around Jake, and Lily does not handle it well. <laughs> She's like, you might recognize me, but we have never met, not even at school. Uh, and she very poorly covers by saying that she's homeschooled in Canada where the moose are, um, which Miley later mocks her for, rightfully so. And then uh, Jake says that he wants to have Hannah back on the show. Uh, and then he walks away. And Lily says, I heard that he broke up with that girl at school, who we only saw for like two minutes in a previous episode. Her, her, she, she was Rachel from Spanish class, but like we'd never seen her in Spanish class. It was just like, you know, Rachel from Spanish class. I'm dating her. Big score for Rachel from Spanish class. I know she gets to date Jake Ryan. <laughs> but apparently they broke up. Um, but as soon as Lily says that, they look over and Jake is doing these like publicity photos with this other girl and it very much looks like they're together. And of course, Miley's like hurt all over again because she's been, she's been taking this, uh, not very well. So I, I explained a little bit to you what the deal is between Jake and Miley before we started recording, but just to fully clarify, Jake showed up going to their school and everybody was super into him because he was a celebrity and Miley was the only person who didn't like him because she was an actual celebrity (laughs) and she didn't like the double standard of how he was getting treated versus how she gets treated for being a normal person. But Jake immediately liked her and Miley kind of played that she didn't like him and then slowly she did start to like him. Uh, He asked her to go to this school dance with her like three times and she said no every time. And then she immediately afterwards decided that she liked him. Uh, and But then he was dating somebody else. He was dating Rachel from Spanish. So since that happened, <laughs> Miley has been very torn up about Jake. She's been very sad and upset pretty much all the time, which we see the continuation of that in this episode. So here's, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Jake seems pretty... Uh happy with his life mm-hmm. he seems pretty well adjusted mm-hmm. everyone likes him he's having a good time all the time uh he seems better off than miley cyrus so maybe the entire premise of her creating a fake persona that she has to maintain so she can live a quote-unquote normal life is perhaps faulty <laughs> <laughs> well that was that was pretty much the whole plot of jake's first episode was that Miley was like, maybe he's got the right idea and I should just tell everybody I'm Hannah Montana. Um, but then she saw, like, 
and this drove me nuts because we've it is the plot of the show is that she wants a normal life so that she's not constantly being mobbed by fans because people are obsessed with Hannah Montana. And over the course of that episode, she was like, wow, if I'm Hannah Montana all the time, I'll get mobbed all the time. It's like, yeah, that's why you did it this way. <laughs> but, but you're arguing that actually Jake has it right and that she should just come out with it. Yeah, I mean, putting aside the fact that her entire facade is, like, only possible in the world of fiction. Yeah. Because it's untenable. <laughs> Especially when you get into the other elements of how her father is a retired country star who is in the public eye and has not changed his name. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty confusing, too. That's the most confusing part of all of this is the Robbie Ray factor. Yeah, right. So the B plot in this one mm -hmm. with the uh the teacher, does she know that he's famous? See, that's the thing is that most of the time with Robbie Ray his celebrity has nothing to do with the plot, but when they do bring it up, it is always such a big deal that it calls into question why it isn't a big deal all the time. Because he's, like, roughly a caricature of, like, his real-life self, right? Yes. He's, he's, he's essentially himself. He's not, like, Bruce Springsteen. But no. But he's, like... But he's some, Billy Ray he's, Cyrus. He's had some hits. Yeah. He's had some hits. He recently did some shows in San Diego. <laughs> he was offered to open for... I want to say Brad Paisley or somebody. Big in the 90s. Yeah, big in the 90s for sure. B big before his children were old enough to want to do their own things. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, I have brought it up before. Like, how come none of the parents or faculty at Miley's school are like, hey, your dad is like a retired country singer. <laughs> I feel like they would maybe make a bigger deal out of it, but maybe that's just how things work in Southern California. Everybody's related to somebody famous. I don't know. I guess. They go to high school in, like, Malibu. Yeah. Like, it's reasonable to think that there would be other famous people in the student body. Yes. <laughs> um, so, the rest of the A-plot kind of goes into motion... Um, because Miley again sees Jake with this other girl hanging out in front of the surf shack. Why in front of the surf shack that her brother works at, why that's the place for them to do their paparazzi photos, I don't really know. Uh, the little hangout spot by the beach is not, like, realistic. <laughs> which is fine. But there's no place like that in Malibu. <laughs> where 14-year-olds can just hang out on the beach right and we didn't really get to see the surf shack in action today but that is where jackson works and his boss is like a 10 year old boy um whose dad owns the surf shack <laughs> um so they are they're down there a lot they're down there in like literally every episode i have noticed that that's one of the recurring sets yes this one had a lot of sets <laughs> They had a pretty convincing bowling alley set in this episode. They did. It looked like a real bowling alley. Now, some of these Disney Channel shows from this era, you might have three sets mm -hmm. in an entire episode. And you better use them wisely. Like, we watched that episode of Zach and Cody. Yeah. And it's like the <laughs> lobby of the hotel, 
one room in the hotel and then like an office and that was everything in the whole episode <laughs> they spent most of it in the lobby of the hotel yes the i mean to be fair the lobby of the hotel and that is well it is okay it is because of that exact reason and that they only have so many sets to work with but that is where most of this action takes place <laughs> um uh okay this guy walks up to Miley and Lily, and he introduces himself as Willis, and he says that he is a senior, in that he will be graduating soon. As any sane person would, Miley and Lily think that thinks that that means he's a senior in high school, which I will say is still too old for them to be hanging out with, just because they are, I believe, still in middle school at this point. They're like eighth graders. Uh, oh, really? I thought they were in high school. They're either in eighth grade or they're freshmen in high school. But I see. But I feel like the d- establishing shots of the school say middle school. So I think they're in eighth grade still. But any in any case, this guy named Willis comes over. He claims to be a senior. <laughs> and Miley immediately sees an opportunity to try and make Jake jealous. Uh, she laughs very loudly and very fakely at everything that Willis says in the hopes of getting Jake's attention. And I mean, it is working. And I also think it's very obvious that Jake is trying to make Miley jealous in the way that he is hanging out with this girl. We then learn that her name is Holly and she's an actress and she's mean. (laughs) But that's kind of how it's supposed to be. Oh, and Holly, the actress, did a commercial about toe fungus. Miley brings that up, which, <laughs> of course. At least she's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you do? See, I have another question about this. So Hannah Montana, when I see this, is always fucking up. Can I say fucking up on your podcast? Yes, you can say that. She's always fucking up. And they start this episode with her fucking up. She can't like read a teleprompter, right? Mm-hmm. What is Hannah Montana good at? So... I don't want to make her relatable, but she's like... It's like, what if Lizzie McGuire was famous? Like, what is she good at? Well, I would say that probably the reason why she was having trouble with the teleprompter was because she was nervous and standing next to Jake. I see. Uh, Because she is... We see her very often uh, at her concerts, and she's giving it her all. She's doing great up there. Uh, (laughs) she, She has her moments where she does struggle, but it's usually for reasons pertaining to the A-plot of the episode when that happens. Like, one time she couldn't remember the words to her own song, but it was because she had recently um, had an incident where she forgot the words in, like, a other context, and it really shook her confidence. But as soon as her friend supported her, she was able to do the rest of the show, no problem. And one time she, like, improved on stage... To disastrous effects, but it was only because she was in trying to trying to um, meet the tastes of this guy that was in the audience. <laughs> so, but most of the time we see her as a, a very successful young pop star. I see. She also has a line of scarves at a store. I don't know the name of the store. It's just like a clothing store. Line of scarves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a line of fashion scarves. It's got the same energy as like. Rob Kardashian's sock collection. You know, I think that is probably the most accurate parallel <laughs> in that situation. 
Uh, oh, and she also had um, a worldwide ad campaign for, um, for like, an, a topical acne cream. So there you go. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't recall the setup for this scene, but Miley has agreed to meet Willis at uh, the bowling alley and, like, go bowling with him. And Jake somehow is also going bowling with Holly. Uh, again, we didn't get like a setup. It's not like somebody's having a party there, although somebody is, but that's not said before that. Yeah, I was confused about that. Yeah, but in any case, they're they're going to the bowling alley <laughs> for a kind of double date, but kind of not really. And when they do get there, I will say that it looks like the spitting image of like the birthday room at the community center i went to as a kid <laughs> like it oh, yeah. very it it had the right look for sure like the table was like it was all painted it, it was <laughs> there were balloon hats and all sorts of stuff <laughs> miley says to lily that like oh keep an eye out for willis he'll be with a bunch of cool older guys and then he immediately shows up with this very young-looking kid. And they're both wearing balloon hats and using silly string on each other. Uh, <laughs> and, like, wearing a shirt that was, like, two sizes too big to make him look like a scrawny little boy. <laughs> a hideous shirt. Also, they are all dressed terribly. Yeah, this wasn't a great episode for the fashions for anyone. Uh, all of these hats have lots of buttons on them. Yeah, the, the, at least the green hat was one we'd seen before. There's a lot of green and purple clothing combos. Yeah. Throughout. <laughs> um, they mention, uh, or I guess Willis mentions, because they're like, how old is that guy you're with? And they're like, he, I know he looks 10, but he's actually 12. <laughs> and then they say that... Uh, the best friend is actually older than Willis. Willis is 11 and three quarters. <laughs> and uh, Miley gets to say, what you talking about, Willis? And that's the line that I probably remembered the most of all going into this episode was that she says that. Yeah, I think it would have gotten even a bigger laugh. They're, the laugh track is very flat throughout this. Mm -hmm. yeah, they laugh about the same as like the bad jokes as like the big jokes. Yeah, there are things that get really huge laughs, but none of those were, like, in this episode. Like, whenever Jackson is, like, doing a silly dance or has something on his face, it gets a really big laugh. I assume it's it's canned laughter. Do you know for sure if it's they did this with a studio audience? Or I think they did it with a studio audience, but, like, didn't use the actual footage of it. <laughs> they, like, just used stock laughs. Huh. Uh, because... There are certain ones that you hear a lot. There are, like, certain laughs that, like, you can tell they whoever edited it, like, really liked that one because they, they put it in a lot. They press a button that's, like, laugh.mpeg. Yeah. And it, it rolls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how almost every sitcom is now with a laugh track. Almost none of them are real anymore. Oh, But, wow. like, Friends was actual yeah. audience. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a moment in this where they kiss at the end. Mm -hmm. And they had that classic, like, the audience goes, woo. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was, it was it would have been way bigger if it was a real woo. Yeah, I, I have noticed in some of the more recent ones, like, when Dolly Parton shows up, they, they cheer for her. She gets entrance applause. But it's, like, the same amount that, like, a one-off 
guest star has gotten. And it's like, okay, but it's Dolly fucking Parton. You should be screaming your heads off. <laughs> yeah, there was this, there was the old episode of Smart Guy where like the sister character has like a dream sequence. And in the dream, she kisses like the brother's friend, the like funny friend character. Mm-hmm. And the audience goes like, woo! And then she's, later in the audio, later in the episode, she's explaining like her dream to someone. And then she's like, and then all these people went, woo! Like, and- <laughs> They made it. They made a nice little, put a lampshade on it joke, but like it really was like you got big woos when like characters would kiss, especially in mm-hmm. like a will they won't they for episodes and episodes situation. Yeah, I mean, I I remember the episodes with Jake better than any of the other episodes that I've seen of this show, just because like it seemed like they. For starters, they really well cast Jake. I think that he, he, he clearly is having the most fun with his part out of like anyone, and, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, and I really have always very much bought. Uh, the the affection that his character has for Miley. Um, and so I remember watching this as, like, a 12-year-old and being extremely excited when Jake and Miley kiss. Like, if I had been in the studio audience, I would be, like, yelling. <laughs> but we're still a ways from that uh, in the episode. We're still, we're still with Willis, the 11-year-old. And Oliver says, look on the bright side, she can babysit him for extra money. <laughs> Even though they're not that much older than him. <laughs> they're, they're, they go to the same, well, that's not true. I was going to, because at, at almost 12, you would be in middle school, but they make a joke about how he wasn't lying about being about to graduate. And Miley says, yeah, from elementary school. <laughs> I don't know what ages people go to school in this universe seems pretty abstract to me yeah i i've been a little unclear on what age the main characters are at this point because when uh when the show started i believe they said that miley was 14 but then she had a birthday several episodes back which would make her make her 15 and you're just not 15 and in the eighth grade like unless you get held back which maybe she did because she's too busy being a pop star all the time but, uh, but yeah, in any case. Oh, and Jake and Holly obviously show up and see <laughs> the stuff happening with Willis. And it's, and Miley's, of course, very embarrassed uh, because he is a child. That's basically the end of that portion. And then uh, later we're back at the beach for like the third time in this episode. They're really down there a lot. Uh, and... Miley is assuming that Jake is going to tell everyone about uh, how she was dating an 11-year-old. And she goes over and is like, why weren't you? <laughs> like, I, like why, why haven't you told everyone? And he's like, I would never tell anyone. Like, I, I like you and I'm not a bad guy. And also, it was fun seeing, you know, all the hoops you jumped through to try and make me jealous. And Miley's like, I wasn't doing that, even though, like, yes, obviously, she was. <laughs> like, there's no point in denying it. But then she points out 
that, uh, well, because Jake then mentions that he and Holly are just together for publicity. They're doing a movie together. She's a little overwrought for, what are they supposed to be, 15? Yeah, again, like 15. I don't know what's like an equivalent of that that we've seen. some ethical concerns in that situation. Because <laughs> they are children. You can't make minor children pretend to date. I, I'm trying to think if that, like, what an equivalent to that would be. Like, if... I, I, I kind of want to say this stuff with, like, Hilary Duff and Aaron Carter, but that clearly was real because he still is, like, haunted by it to this day. So I <laughs> take it back. Which is weird. It is weird. <laughs> um, it was, like, more than 10 years ago. Yeah. It, oh, way more than 10 more years than ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he my age? He's, like, 30? He's at least 30. How old is Aaron Carter? <laughs> He is 33. Yeah. And he still is like, Hillary Duff was the love of my life. <laughs> I shouldn't. Um, he He's clearly going through it. So Jake and Miley are fighting over who is more jealous of who. And then Jake kisses her. And it is a much bigger moment than the uh, audience track would have you believe. But, uh, but yeah, this is, like, the big moment. This has been, like, five episodes in the making. This is the first time we've seen Miley kiss anybody. And it's, it's very nice, but then you realize the episode is almost over. <laughs> and Miley's like, so, are we going out? Do you want to ask me out to Jake? And he's like, yeah. You want to go out, uh, four months from next Saturday? <laughs> and... He says that Frankie Munez, I guess, dropped out of the movie in Romania and Jake was next in line for the part, which, again, they're very different ages. <laughs> so And personalities. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very curious as to what the project in Romania is that they were able to swap Frankie Munez for Jake Ryan so easily, but... Jake is leaving, and this is the last we see of him until the next season, uh, when he comes back in spectacular fashion for a two-part episode called Achy Jakey Heart. Oh, no. <laughs> they had to do it. <laughs> it's shocking they didn't do it sooner. <laughs> they like, that was probably like the first title they thought of, and then they were like, wait, we gotta save this. We gotta save this for something big. I mean, one of the things that's funny about this whole thing is that Billy Ray Cyrus is famous for, like, one of the most despised one-hit wonders of all time. <laughs> like, people hate that song. Like, <laughs> like, like, with a lot of passion. I, you must have more experience with that than I do. Like, I don't really, like, I never really heard people talk about it. Outside of the context of now he's the, kind of know, having a comeback. That song has a Weird Al parody. Uh, what is it? It's called Achy Breaky Song, and it's about how bad the song Achy Breaky Heart is. (laughs) Don't play that song, that Achy Breaky Song. That's what it's, that's how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I know you're serious. It's still funny. (laughs) All like the, the singer of the song threatening to like destroy his radio or like kill himself. Oh my gosh. I know. Wow. I guess Weird Al will not be making a cameo on Hannah Montana. Probably not. <laughs> you gotta turn more this way. Look at how tiny your line is. Sorry. 
Uh, okay, B-plot? The B-plot uh, starts with, I guess, Robbie Ray is going to have a parent-teacher conference with Jackson's teacher, Miss Kunkel, who... Rough uh, name. Yeah, and we find out her first name is Karen, so her name is Karen Kunkel. <laughs> um, and I guess Jackson really hates Miss Kunkel. She's very severe... Uh, at least how he paints her. No, and, she's not nice. No. She came out of the house and was like, cook food the way I tell you to or I'm going to leave. <laughs> they okay. barely know each other. So so Jackson is in the right is what you're saying. Well, uh, at least a little. Like, that's not, that's antisocial behavior that she did. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> also, can I say something? Yeah. Uh, what's the brother's name? Jackson. Jackson. His attempt to, like, do Billy Ray Cyrus's accent, like, to sound like him, mm-hmm. is rough. <laughs> it's really rough. It sounds exactly like what it is, which is a guy doing, like, an impression. <laughs> it's not good. Do you think that uh, the guy that played Jackson for his audition, uh, like, cycled through his, like, special skills and one of them was, like, Like an SNL audition? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think they asked if he could do a Billy Ray Cyrus impression because he'd be playing his son? <laughs> I could kind of see that. Well, I don't know, because he didn't do a very good job <laughs> at sounding like Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> um, uh, Jackson mentions that Miss Kunkel doesn't have a funny bone in her body, which uh, Robbie takes as a challenge. He's like, well, I bet I'll get a chuckle out of her. Uh, bad puns mostly about food yeah uh robbie ray is very big into food puns this episode um and jackson has like a vision of uh school the next day where miss kunkel puts jackson into like a prison uniform because his dad tried to crack jokes at her and she puts him in a cage and it's this whole thing yeah uh did you notice he was wearing, like, an old-timey prisoner uniform? Yeah, it looked like one of the outfits from O Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, I felt like the whole thing was kind of a Christmas story reference, how he's always having these, like, fantasies about, like, what his teacher is gonna do in class. <laughs> also... You think that's a reference to a Christmas story? A little story? bit. And then... <laughs> and then they were so zoomed in on, like, the chalkboard that, like, you couldn't tell where they were. It mm-hmm. could have been on, like, any set. Yeah. Well, then later he has another vision of her uh, also in front of a chalkboard. And then it zooms out to have them be on the beach. And she's, like, taking the class to go surfing. Yeah. Um, although she was not wearing surfing clothes. She was wearing, like, cargo shorts. No, she was just dressed like normal beach clothes. <laughs> I thought she was going to, like, I thought she was going to, like, have a bikini on. And, Me too. Like, I was like, oh, my God, is she going to be, be wearing like, a bikini? But she wasn't, she wasn't dressed hot at all. She was dressed like a mom. She was dressed like a dowdy mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, I I also wrote in my notes Julie Bowen vibes. Not her, right? And it's definitely not. And as the episode went on, I was like, this is less Julie Bowen vibes. But I, <laughs> it's the same kind of look. So then, uh, the next day, Jackson is like, Miss Kunkel smiled in class today, and Robbie's like, yeah, she seemed to be in a good mood. Uh, when we got ca- coffee after our uh, parent-teacher conference. And Jackson is like, oh, if I could get my dad 
<laughs> and Miss Kunkel together. Miss Kunkel would be really nice, and she'd give everybody an A in the class, and uh, she would take the class surfing, and uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely not going to work. Um, did you have any thoughts on that portion of the B plot? No, I was over it at that point. There's still so much left. Like what? <laughs> well, the whole scene where she comes over. Yeah. So. That was bad. Yeah. So Jackson convinces Robbie uh, to invite her over for dinner. And uh, Robbie Ray says that he's making chicken a la kunkel. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Also, it was weird that Jackson was even around. Like if my teacher was coming over for a date with my dad, I wouldn't like open the door and hang out for the date. <laughs> I would get the fuck out. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I would say in pretty much any ordinary situation, that would be the case. I I guess the rationale here is that Jackson is, like, trying to facilitate this because he really wants them to get together or something. Yeah. He he essentially thinks that Miss Kunkel's problem is that she hasn't been late. Like, he's like, oh, if I can just get my dad to hook up with my mean teacher... <laughs> Yeah, and, and again, like, does she know that he's a rock star or not? We yeah, just... they, they should use that to their advantage. They 0% addressed it. They didn't talk about it at all, and that that really would have made sense. They sh he should have been like, Dad, play her a song on your guitar, you know? She also should have been more into it, though, frankly. Yeah. She came over and was like, hi, smells good. Put tarragon in it or I'll fucking go insane. Yeah, yeah. It was... It was classic disney channel just like nonsense to get the plot going <laughs> well just nonsense yeah she she really hadn't been over for very long um like 30 seconds yeah he's like oh i'm making this for dinner would you like to taste it it tastes good and she tastes it and she's like mm, it's good but it'd be better with some tarragon in it which i don't even know what tarragon tastes like i mean it's a little specific yeah to just insist Right. But <laughs> Robbie Ray is like, no, this is an old family recipe. It's a delicate blend of spices or whatever. I can't just go putting stuff in it. And she, like, will not take no for an answer on this tarragon no. thing. It seems to be the deal breaker She's for an her. asshole about it. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's antisocial behavior. It's not how people act. <laughs> you're right, especially when you're a guest in someone's home. It's not like unsalted potato salad where it's like a moral imperative to fix the dish. <laughs> yeah, and, and Robbie even says that it like got second place in some like contest. And she's like, well, it would be in first place if you put fucking tarragon in it, you asshole. <laughs> she did suck. She sucked a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, that's basically... And then they made a lot of fun out of the out of the pun Tara gone oh like, yeah i'm gone i'm Tara gone yeah she's like Tara, i am so gone <laughs> this is like three times that was also the part i really remembered as soon as this b plot started as soon as they said parent teacher conference i was like oh it's the tarragon b plot <laughs> because they say it so much they don't really have any resolution to that. It just is like Jackson, she leaves and then Jackson is like, wait, come back. And he makes another uh, food pun. And that's kind of it. Like, we don't really see any more of the B plot, right? Like, yeah. no, that's it. Yeah. So, okay. So that was, <laughs> that was the gist of the episode. It had no impact on the main plot whatsoever. No. Although, 
yeah, I, I'm kind of glad it didn't, it like wouldn't have really made sense in this particular instance. Was there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to talk about or ask questions about? Uh, I have one small note. Mm-hmm. At least one note. Uh, in the bowling alley scene, mm-hmm. uh, when Miley Cyrus is holding a bowling ball, mm-hmm. it is obviously fake. <laughs> it is clearly hollow plastic. <laughs> it's like not even, it doesn't even have like a, it's like a matte finish. <laughs> fake bowling ball. Uh, there was also a lot of obsession about this particular cake that was at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaped like a castle and had a pudding moat. Yes, the pudding moat. <laughs> I mean, I want a cake with a pudding moat. I, I don't... How do, how do you do that? Like... Uh, I, I don't know. We'll do, have to do some independent do research. dig a moat into the cake and pour pudding in it? Or is it a structure in the pan? I was kind of assuming it was a structure on, like, whatever serving dish is being used. But I like the idea of it being in the cake. Maybe yeah. it's, like, one of those, like, giant cake boss cakes where it's, like the size of a table and you can just and cut like, a little bit like out mostly mostly rice krispie mo- treat <laughs> mostly rice krispie treat and fondant yeah it would actually taste terrible <laughs> or you would just have like a tiny piece of it because it there's like no cake um yeah was there was there anything else did you have any like lingering questions no i think i got the gist of this one <laughs> Well, I I knew that I wanted to have you on for the Jake Ryan episodes next season, and I felt like I needed to have you on for this episode as like a primer. So I'm I'm up to date on the the Jake Ryan. Yeah, we saga. don't we don't see him again until next season. Until he goes, he goes to Romania. Yes. To make the Frankie Muniz. <laughs> basically and I, I i guess zombie high must have like had its season finale or something because that would i feel like that would take precedent over doing a movie for four months because he's the literal star and the main character do you know what year this episode came out 2006 2006 okay so in 2006 frankie muniz was 21 oh my god <laughs> not a teen i don't know if you have to be a teen to be eligible for a teeny award <laughs> it's like all the kids choice awards go to kids they mostly go no to... they mostly go to like ellen and the rock yeah <laughs> the black eyed peas <laughs> well any final thoughts about this episode of hannah montana it's full of love I thought it would be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess there is a relationship mm-hmm. that is consummated <laughs> on the middle school level. Yeah. No, this one was okay. You, it got some laughs out of you. Yeah, I got a couple chuckles. <laughs> I have some serious beef with the amount of laugh track they play when people are not really making jokes. Mm-hmm. When the it's- joke is like, look at that. That's awkward. It's kind of it's kind of the like CBS problem, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> At least those are written as jokes. Like they'll just play a laugh track on this when like someone makes a face. Well, sometimes they're funny faces. Yeah. Okay. Not that funny. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess this is the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. You don't want to plug anything, do you? You want? <laughs> I have nothing to plug. <laughs>
If you need to buy weed in Portland, Oregon, hit me up. <laughs> Otherwise, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride today. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being along yeah, for the ride. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much to all of you for listening to today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I do apologize for the slightly lower sound quality. Uh, This was the first time I was recording with somebody actually in the same room as me, Um, but so for the next time Rick is on the show, we'll fix that. I hope you'll join me next week when my guest and I will be talking about Season 1, Episode 19 of Hannah Montana. It's called Money for Nothing, Guilt for Free. In the meantime, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.